man, that video is so much fun. And uh, we're confident that uh, many moms are out there with a little bit of a tear as uh, the first time we watched it, uh, I was almost tearing up. So, uh, so thankful for um, all of our moms, so thankful for all of the the dads and husbands and kids that uh, help make that video happen, and um, so grateful for that. So we're looking forward to hearing um, all that um, God does in your life uh, today, all of the fun uh, plans that uh, your family has for you as uh, we celebrate uh, moms um, today. So, so Greg, I'm curious, how's Mother Day being celebrated at your house yes, today? the way it should be. We uh, check this here. I think we're good now. Uh, the way Mother's Day should be. We're doing steaks on the grill. Yes. We got some dessert going. Yes. And uh, all the grandbabies will be at our house. So awesome. it's like hitting on all cylinders. You're, you're having steak. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So that's, so that's not what's happening at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I'm sure we'll have um, some good food. Our family is uh, the kids. Hopefully I'm not giving away their secret uh -oh. Plan for the day. If uh, so, surprise. Uh, the plan, we're going to be uh, heading out to go for a hike in the woods. Um, likely um, in the rain. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. For Mother's Day. So pray it doesn't rain. And uh, Creating laundry. Nice job. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, stopping for some ice cream okay. on, on the way home. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we've been blessed as a church and as families with uh, great moms. And um, just looking forward. Uh, to all that. So I'm curious, um, why do you think it's important to celebrate Mother's Day? Well, gosh, um, you know, every one of us has a mom. That's a given, right? Yeah. Uh, very cool thing. But I think the way there's just something special about a mom and how they demonstrate love to us and how they encourage us and how they look out for us. And um, it's just such a, a unique love, unlike any other. And it absolutely deserves recognition once a year, but really every day. Yeah, our moms have certainly been incredible for us and um, to celebrate them and all that um, God has made them to be and all that the, they have done for us and the people um, that they have made us to be um, by building into us for Absolutely, absolutely. Certainly yeah. worthy of celebrating. So this morning, uh, we're going to look um, in the scriptures and moms, don't <clears throat> worry. Uh, we're not today, anyway, going to be talking about the Proverbs 31 woman yes. and how um, you should live up to that standard perfectly every day. So, mom, sit back, relax. We're not going to tackle that this morning uh, or go there. Uh, but uh, we want to look at what the scriptures have to say that maybe could apply to all of us in the ways that uh, we um, should be aspiring to do things, or at least one thing, uh, for all of our moms. So if you've got um, your Bibles this morning, grab those. If you don't have your Bibles, kids, uh, run, run fast and uh, <laughs> go and get that as fast as you can. And uh, if you are my son today, um, don't go get uh, your Diary of a Wimpy Kid book <laughs> and pretend it's your Bible. <laughs> um, actually get your Bible today, son, and uh, that, uh, that'll make mom much happier than last week. So grab your Bibles, and uh, we're going to look at uh, Proverbs uh, 23. Looking at Proverbs 23 this morning. And as we begin to look at that, uh, there's this passage that Solomon is writing um, advice, uh, sharing wisdom uh, with his son. And he's talking about many things uh, in there, and he, he tells him that... Um, 
He shouldn't envy sinners. Um, he, he needs to strive to be wise. Um, he speaks um, that uh, when, what is right in that a wise son fears the Lord and that this does um, a, a father's heart good. And Solomon very much wants um, his kids and his son in this moment to be wise. And we're going to look at this passage in, in Proverbs um, 23. And we're going to start in verse 22 and look at what it says uh, to all of us today. It says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she's old. Buy truth and don't sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. And get this, let your father and mother be glad and let her who bore you Rejoice. Yeah, I just love that last sentence. Let yeah. her who bore you rejoice. And I know, you know, we got moms out there of every flavor. The new mom, um, we got moms that are raising elementary age kids or teenagers or um, even adult kids yeah. um, or those who uh, have moved on to the next phase, which is awesome being a, uh, a Grammy or a Gigi or a yeah. grandma. And, um, what an experience it is, but there's definitely ups and downs through all that. But I think if we can strive anyways, to help our moms have reason for rejoicing, yeah. those young moms often think that that baby will never ever disappoint or hurt or cause you any pain. Yeah. That eventually goes away and <laughs> reality hits. But, you know, in, in the end of the day, though, that love is is there throughout. And I think that's what's so cool about a mother's love. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, you know, Eric, you and I share something a little bit unique. Uh, in the last, uh, you just a little over a year ago, for me just over six months ago, we've, we've both lost our moms. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's my first Mother's Day. I know I personally think of my mom often. Yeah. Uh, there's times when I ask my dad, so how's mom doing? Hmm. And then I catch myself, thankfully. What do you think of when you think about your mom and what she was for you? Yeah, I mean, many things, and especially during this season, think about mom quite a bit. And um, my mom always desired for us as a family, whatever we were doing, uh, that we would do it together. Yeah. And that we would have fun together, that we would fail together, that we would stay together, that we would eat together, just whatever we were doing, that we would, we would be together as one. And... Um, just to see is, particularly in the last years, I've um, really begun to process how is that um, truth that she's instilled in me affected me in all areas of life. And, and certainly, um, as a pastor in a church, and you, you, you can see, um, I very much um, desire for our church family as a body, as a family, um, to be together, yes. um, to do things together. Um, to live together, to win together, to fail together, but to be together. And um, I think that's one of um, one of the most important things I think my mom... Yeah, that's a great me. attribute. I know I appreciate that so much myself, especially as my family continues to grow. You know, for me, if there's one thing that stands out that my mom showed me was her heart. And it's been very interesting because I've, I've seen it in multiple ways. First, I... I experienced it as a child and even as an adult for my mom. But then when we had kids, Amy and I, I saw it in Amy and the heart that she had for our daughters and continues to have. And then in the last two years, both my daughters have had babies now. And it's, I mean, when they are expecting 
you see a change in them. But the first time they hold that baby, um, the heart that comes through is unreal. It's amazing. It is. And it's like that mama bear comes out mm-hmm. and the love, the protection, the encouragement, um, it just, it never goes away. And in my case, it was, it was unique. My mom got sick at a, when I was fairly young. It started when I was in junior high. Uh, she had a brain aneurysm and it, it affected her. And she'd recover and then regress. But throughout her life, um, even at the end when she, um, very much similar to a stroke victim, she couldn't put sentences together. Yeah. She couldn't feed herself. She could not uh, move at all. But one thing that never faded was her heart and she would struggle but put together the words of I love you and I'm proud of you mm. even the last time I saw her I remember her saying those words to me wow. it, it is just something that I think permeates the moms out there in a way that as men we can't fully understand yeah but you know and oftentimes probably in the moment we might not realize the, the yes. gravity of those words or that heart yes but you know uh, as we look back on those things, how, how that's impacted us and how grateful. Well, and, and there were times when I didn't feel like it was deserved. <laughs> you know, there was times when I messed up and <laughs> I'm like, I do not deserve to be loved right now, but she continued yeah. to do so. And some of us would say that those are everyday ending and why yeah. that uh, we, we don't deserve it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and exactly. um, some of you will get that here in a few minutes. <laughs> um, well, and just thinking about this idea in Proverbs where it, it says that let her who bore you rejoice. And if, if that was our charge today, if that's our challenge, and here is Solomon is challenging his son right. um, to let her who bore you rejoice. May your mom rejoice um, because of the way you've lived. Great job, dad. Yeah. Teaching that. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, what a challenge for us. So this morning, we want to look at that idea and kind of unpack it just a little bit as to what it looks like, how it's done. And uh, we're going to start by looking there back at a couple of verses in Proverbs 23. And if you just look at um, verse 20, um, 23 there, it, he tells his son to buy truth, don't sell it, um, to buy wisdom, buy instruction, and um, to buy understanding. Yeah. So if we we're to think about how do, we, how do we live a life so that our mom can rejoice because of our life? Solomon's advice was to, to buy truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Yeah. That's what he said. And, and man, I, I wish that I could, I could show up at Walmart or Meyer or Kroger yes. and be like, aisle 13, sir, <laughs> second shelf to the right. And, you know, just order to go to Sam's Club or Costco and just bite in bulk, yes. you know? Absolutely. And be like, okay, I'll, whenever I need it, I'll just grab it out of the garage or the basement or right off the, the shelf in the pantry. Um, and unfortunately, we can't just go out to the store and, and buy that. But he's got this, um, this heart and passion um, that goes with it. And um, so as you think about um, how you've acquired truth and wisdom and understanding and instruction uh, throughout your life, um, how have you seen um, yourself acquiring that over the years? Yeah. Um, as I've looked back, um, especially now with my mom no longer with me, I remember many of the conversations we had sitting on the couch. As she was recovering from her first surgery, you know, she couldn't get off the couch very much at all. But mm-hmm. we spent hours sitting there talking through um, 
everything from college to I was dating Amy at the time, what that was looking like, um, and just got wisdom that way. You know, sometimes I bought wisdom the hard way um, (laughs) by making mistakes. I'll share a short story with you. Uh, I was a teenager, and this is the opposite of causing your mom to rejoice, okay? (laughs) So I was a teenager, and um, my parents decided it was safe for them to get away, which was great. So they went away for the weekend, and I was supposed to work all weekend. And I'm like, I really don't want to. I want to hang out with my friends. Now, I didn't, I didn't get too crazy, but I... Did, I, did you throw a house party, Greg? No. No. <laughs> okay. But, but I called in sick to work. Oh, okay? you rebel. No, but I was really, really dumb because the excuse I gave them was I broke my arm. Now, think <laughs> about that. Okay? Something that typically takes six weeks to recover from. And x-rays. Yeah, and x-rays and all that. No, I couldn't have said, you know, I had the flu bug or something. I said I broke my arm. But anyways, like all truth, it came out. And my parents found out. And my mom, I remember my mom's reaction. Because I had a a pretty good job. I was working at a grocery store. And she was just, her heart ached over the fact that I lied. Mm -hmm. And she required me to go in and meet with the manager and apologize Mm -hmm. for lying. And... um. By the grace of God, I kept my job because I did that. And that was a piece of wisdom that I took away of, you know, it really doesn't pay to lie like that and to do the right thing is really a much better option. And to yeah. see how I broke my mom's heart and all that, yeah. um, that was a one way that I bought some wisdom. Yeah. For sure. The, uh, the idea of doing it the hard way or the easy way. Yes. I think for me, just with um, you know many ways that I think wisdom has been instilled in my life, or ways that I've been able to seek it out, and um, certainly I think there's there's wisdom in listening to people who have gone before us yes. and um, the the lives that they've lived and things that they've learned. Um, if I was honest, um, I probably have banked too much on that in my earlier years and uh, gained a lot of uh, what we would call human wisdom and not necessarily godly wisdom. And what I've learned though, is that as, as I'm seeking wisdom, seeking counsel, seeking advice, when somebody uh, will, will say the words that here's what scripture says, or here's what I was reading this morning in God's word. Yeah. When I hear those words now, I'm like, oh, I'm-, I'm Pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening in those moments. And um, so even in my D group, just um, listening to my guys in my group, just sharing in their journals what it is that um, God's teaching them through his word and his time, their time with him. And, um, you know, there's something bought there. Um, there's, mm-hmm. there's an investment that I have to make um, to, to buy that, um, as do they with me. But um, just to be able to, to gain that wisdom, gain that understanding. Um, and um, and I, I think, too, you know, there's, there's times like we're in now, right, that... I mean, they're filled with, with, with all kinds of confusion. Um, oh, understanding yeah. is difficult, yeah. you know, with this whole COVID-19 thing. And, you know, you, you get videos or articles on Facebook or YouTube or in your email or this organization is, is saying this and this one is saying this and this is what our government is saying. This is what health officials are saying. And, you know, foolishly, there's a part of me that sometimes feels like I, I, I need to, like, synthesize all of that data. <laughs> And, and come out with the truth. 
Yes. Right. As though I'm the expert. Right. On, right. on, on government policy, on medical issues, yes. on all theological issues. And, and, and it's just, um, it's exhausting. Um, it's overwhelming for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you get that. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you live in a world yep. where you're a part of some of these decisions or at least the discussions surrounding them and how that is going to apply in, in our, our culture. And, um, you know, for us as uh, elders of the church, just wanting to, to lead our people, um, shepherd our people, and help our people understand um, truth. Uh, because um, Jesus came, um, as he says in John, I think it's chapter 16, that he came to testify to the truth. Right. And uh, we want our people to understand um, truth, uh, lowercase t, and the truth of right. Christ. And, right. um, but, you know, as we all know, we, we live in challenging times to try to understand what's, what's going on, what's true. Should I, should I go back to work? Is it safe? Is it not safe? Should, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Should I, should I social distance at all times uh, un, under every circumstance? Should I, should I, should I, should I, what should I, what? <laughs> And um, there's all of these um, opinions that are out there. And so here, um, I'm, I'm encouraged and challenged that, that Solomon tells us to seek wisdom, to, to buy it. Um, and uh, don't sell it, um, to buy truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. That right there is truth. Yes. And that's the kind of truth that I want to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I want to challenge us all, including myself in this, that um, uh, certainly all truth is, is God's truth, if it's mm-hmm. something that's true. But we, we really um, understand God's truth and we gain his wisdom when we spend time with him, when we Absolutely. seek him. Absolutely. And not just information that's out there. Because yeah. uh, right now the information that's out there is it's challenging at yeah. best <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to yeah. see our way through it. For sure. So For God's sure. word says much about wisdom all throughout the scripture. Um, certainly in Proverbs, um, it says all kinds of things. And if we look at that um, and just focus on what God has already told us, um, life becomes significantly easier uh, each and every day. So um, so we, we look at Proverbs and it says, uh, he advises his son, we, we want you, um, son or kids, uh, which we all are, unless... You were Adam and Eve, and you're, you know, <laughs> six thousand some years old. Right. Um, to let your mother rejoice because of the way that you've lived, because you've been the kind of person that has bought truth, wisdom, and understanding. But what does that practically look like? Um, it's yeah, nice how do to be you able do to that? say, yeah. So we want to look together um, at a passage in Ephesians um, chapter five. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter five, and we want to look at just a, a few things together. And here we find ourselves in the middle of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And Paul loves this church. And he is so encouraged by so many things that are going so incredibly well uh, with the ways that people are living. And and he is reminding them and encouraging them with uh, the sufficiency of Christ, with the greatness of uh, the sacrifice that Christ has made for them, and reminding them of who they are in Christ, not just in their culture, but who they are in Christ. And um, he starts out his letter early on. Um, he reminds them to be imitators of God. And he goes on uh, later to tell them what wisdom looks like and practically in their lives. And he does that um, in chapter five. So let's look at chapter five together and see uh, what are some of the things that it says um, about wisdom. So look at uh, Ephesians 5, verse 15. 
It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So if we think about those words, uh, there's a pretty active word there, a pretty strong word to look. Um, that there's, you don't just sit there randomly on your couch and do nothing. Um, he says, look, and he doesn't just say look, I mean, he adds a word there to look carefully. Uh, we've got to be careful um, of what we're reading. And the part I really appreciate that is it takes an act of effort mm -hmm. because I think our natural tendency is to be lazy and to not just basically to go with the flow and to coast, but to make wise decisions. Yeah. You have to put forth the effort every single day. Yeah. And it will not happen on its own without you being diligent in doing so. I know when it's very easy for me to, to just kind of slack off and go, eh, it's all right. <laughs> and not that in sometimes that doesn't, isn't an appropriate answer, but a lot of times you got to be careful because that can be a slippery slope to a place you just don't want to be. Yeah. So look carefully um, how uh, you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And he goes on in verse 16. He says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Hello, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, make the best use of your time because the, the days are evil. Time is limited. Yeah. We, we don't have an endless supply of it. It's not infinite um, in, in our time for sure. We're, we're all only given so much. And he says to make, make the best use of the time that we have. And um, instead of um, wasting so much time uh, doing the things that we already know. I mean, even if we just focused on, I'm going to do what I already know God wants me to do. And I'm going to spend my time not doing the things I already know mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want me to do. I mean, that, that's plenty <laughs> yeah. to fill our days. Um, but to make the best use of our time and spending our days, um, if nothing else, um, spend our days um, knowing God and making him known. And it's so easy, I think, especially today um, with our personal devices and all that, to let our time just go by like that in ways that... Sorry, did, um, did you I'm, say something? I'm talking. I was getting yeah. some... Okay. Yeah. Um, but honestly, and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody, it, it's so easy to let time slip by. And, you know, every... Really, every moment is precious, and we need to yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, and go back to verse 15, to be active, to look yeah. carefully um, than how you walk. So let's move on to verse 17. He goes on, he says, therefore, don't be foolish, which, stop right there in the sermon. We could, <laughs> we could all work on that a little bit better, right? Um, don't be foolish, but here's, here's the, the comparison. He says, but, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I'm curious, uh, Greg, have you ever wasted time um, <laughs> trying to figure out what God's will is by looking for some mysterious sign? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd look for a mysterious sign, but there's definitely opportunity as I look back where, um, as Amy and I were going to make a big decision or whatever, to get buried down in the, in the details. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think God does eventually want us to seek wise counsel, read his word, but then he wants us to act, right? It goes back to, to the, the first verse, verse 15, um, to be active. And as long as we're doing those things and seeking the right wisdom from the right people, um, he wants us to go forward in faith. And, yeah. and he expects us to. Yeah. Well, and, and wh whether it's a life stage, uh, where should I go to college? Right. Who should I date? Who should I marry? Yeah. Um, what job or career should I have? Should I take this 
promotion? Should I move across the country? Should I, should I, should I, should I, should I? And um, we, we sometimes just overwhelm ourselves. Yeah. And anxiety and worry sets in. Oh, no, what if I get the wrong thing? Like, my yeah. life is over. Yeah, so young adult group, love <laughs> you guys out there. But, I mean, we've talked about this, right? You know, and, and we've asked you, so what happens if that doesn't happen? What happens if you don't get accepted into that <laughs> school? What happens if you don't get that job? You know, ultimately, it's okay. Yeah. When I look back over my life, when I thought I had it all together <laughs> and knew what was going to happen, it looks nothing thankfully, like I thought it would, because God had a different plan, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I oftentimes talk about with our students, because um, they're, they're trying to figure all this out in high school, right? They feel the pressure yes. of, well, if I, man, if I don't get into the right college, get the right grades, the, the right um, scholarships, um, all of a sudden, not only is my life ruined, but I have, I, I'm like, I got to live forever. Like, I ruined God's plan for my life. Right. <laughs> Right. Like what pressure? <laughs> like, right. Um, it's just crazy to have that kind of pressure. And I, I oftentimes encourage our students and even me as an adult um, that if, if we're pursuing the Lord and we're in God's presence, we're where he wants us to be. Yep. And, and, and in that, in, in our pursuit of him, not in pursuit of what's the right answer, what's the right decision, but in pursuit of him, uh, we're in his presence, and God gets us to where he wants us to go. Absolutely. He's plenty strong enough and capable to do that. Yes, um, for sure. So let's look on. Uh, verse 18, um, Paul uh, encourages the people, don't get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, um, but be filled with the Spirit. So I'm curious, um, Greg, for you and, and for me, um, you've been in a, a D group and now are leading one. Um, how have you seen... Um, spiritual disciplines in your life, this idea of being filled with the Spirit, how have you seen um, some of these disciplines that you've gained um, help you to be filled with the Spirit? Yeah, well, it's it's the accountability of the D group has, has helped me be better than I've ever been before at spending time with God. Mm. And and the, the key is with your relationship with God, it's just like every other relationship in our lives. The quality ones, the ones that really matter, get there because we spend time together mm. and we start to understand that person better. Um, the D group setting has allowed me and encouraged me to do those things with God on a daily basis. Yeah. And just like with Amy, you know, I want to spend time with on a daily basis. Um, and I cherish that time. I'm cherishing my time in the word and in prayer so that I can have that same type of relationship with God. Yeah. So it takes effort. Yes. <laughs> and Not um, that loving Amy takes effort, of course. That of, doesn't take of, any effort. Of course no, not. No, as, as people are commenting on Facebook yeah. right now. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Uh, but just the idea that it takes discipline um, to be healthy. It takes discipline in our pursuit of, of God. Yes. And if we're going to be filled with the Spirit, um, it's going to take some effort. Yep. On our part to do that. And, and God blesses and us. Again, it doesn't just happen. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I wish it did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but, it, but it doesn't. The or same, just go buy it, right? The, the same way that um, being healthy physically yep. um, doesn't just happen. Um, it just doesn't. Being healthy emotionally, mentally, socially, physically, spiritually, it just doesn't happen. Nope. It takes discipline. So whether you like it or not, um, church, um, it takes discipline, and uh, discipline is good for all of us, yes. although it's a challenge. Yes. 
And Paul goes on here, and um, he uh, says in verse 19, uh, with this idea of being filled with the Spirit, he says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. No. I'm not singing to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll sing it in my heart. <laughs> I'm not going to sing out loud. Oh, you're only going to take part of the scripture here with your heart. I'm going to do it in my heart. I'll do the psalms and hymns in my heart yeah. and, and play cajon along with it. But So, I mean, to think about this idea, I mean, does this mean that our life is now supposed to be like a living musical? Right. That as we're, we're going down the street, frolicking, <laughs> you know, singing songs and and uh, all of that kind of thing and all of a sudden church on Sunday mornings it's um it's just we're singing songs yes. to one another. Yes. As we get together for life group or for dinner at a restaurant with um, our brothers and sisters that we're supposed to sit there and sing. Yes. to one another. There's a reason I do not have a mic when I'm playing cajon. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. There, there's a reason I'm not even in the room. <laughs> uh, when that's going on. Um, no, it doesn't mean that. Um, Paul's drawn a contrast here uh, between uh, being um, drunk uh, with wine and being filled with the Spirit. And here he's pointing out um, that if and when we're filled with the Spirit, that uh, worship of the Lord, um, it is um, on our tongues. Mm -hmm. That singing, yep. even if you don't like to sing, I, I, I'm not a fan of singing. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't. <laughs> Um, however, um, when, when I'm pursuing the Lord, um, song and worship of him, it's natural. Yes. It's, it's a result of being filled with the Spirit. So don't worry. Um, you don't have to go singing to everybody uh, that you meet. Um, but um, if and when you are filled with the Spirit, um, it, it changes how you speak. It changes how you act. It changes your desire to sing songs um, to the risen King. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, next week, Paul will be um, showing us what it would look like if uh, life was to be musical. Yeah, he's going to sing um, the entire sermon. Right? That, that would be entertaining. Perfect. So good luck, Paul. Uh, moving on, verse 20. Uh, giving thanks um, always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, again, this idea of, of giving thanks, it's a result of being filled with the Spirit. Absolutely. Um, gratitude is a result of being filled with the Spirit and um, how life would change if um, we were all more grateful. Mm -hmm. And not just more grateful, but we were great, more grateful because we spend more time with yeah. Jesus. Um, that would just be incredible. Um, for you, you've always been known to me as to be someone that's pretty high on the scale of grateful for things and Appreciate how you that. think and, yeah. and talk. Um, how did that happen in your life? Did you just wake up one day and be like, I'm just going to be grateful today? I, I, I'll honestly say as I've uh, aged, um, I, it's definitely a greater appreciation, but I, I think it goes back to my mom. Hmm. Um, I remember the night um, I was in junior high. I remember my, I'd gone to bed, everything, just a normal night, right? Hmm. And I, I woke up to the sound of my dad calling for me. Hmm. And... Uh, my mom, when they had gone to bed, it, it started to have a seizure in the middle of the night and it woke him up, thankfully. And um, he'd called 911, but he called to me to wake me up to go down to open the door for the medics to be able to come in and hmm. into their bedroom and take her to the hospital. Um, and then seeing over the years, 
uh, my mom's uh, illness affect her and my father and how they've continued to love each other through that. Um, but it just made me appreciate every moment as a gift. Yeah. And I'm very, very thankful for that because you just never know what tomorrow brings. And I just want to appreciate every second that I can. I'm, I don't always do it well, <laughs> but um, you know, I, it's just really important to me because I know nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, that's encouraging and challenging uh, for all of us um, that if we want to help um, our moms rejoice, we need to um, buy wisdom, truth, um, and understanding um, and that we need to, um, what wisdom looks like is these things. Yeah. Filled with the Spirit. And here's the results. Um, that God's Word is on our lips and His praise is on our lips and gratitude is spilling out um, as fruit of being filled with His Spirit. And that does come from your heart too, right? I mean, yeah. when you have God in your heart, you're going to see more things more optimistically. The COVID thing, for example, it could be very easy to let it weigh you down and, and burden yeah. you. Um, but there's been things, at least for Amy and I, that we've come to appreciate more and um, just look for opportunities to be thankful of how God has moved through all of this yeah. and to, to recognize that. It's awesome. He finishes off in uh, verse 21 by another uh, result of um, being filled with the Spirit. He says submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And again, this is a result of being filled with the Spirit that we're going to be willing and not just willing, but actually submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't do it, right? I mean, we, we all by nature are pretty selfish beings. Uh, we want to do our own thing. We want to believe what we want to believe. Uh, we want others to conform to what we think and what we think they should do. And, um, but uh, when we revere Christ, so we submit to one another. We care for one another. We yield to one another uh, when we're filled uh, with the Spirit. And uh, these times in our life, um, they're going to be filled with opportunities to express yeah, this. Absolutely. Um, lots of them. Because there's lots of different thoughts and um, opinions. There's strong um, emotion behind uh, lots of things that are going on in our current culture right now. And um, this idea that... Um, for us to, to, to be the kind of people, God's people, that are filled with his spirit. And as a result, um, to see God's people, his body submitting to one another because we are one body, one family um, that God desires for us to be together um, in this moment. Uh, we must, as a church, um, learn to better every day be filled with the spirit. Well, imagine if everybody put others first. One, we'd make our moms very proud, right? They would um, rejoice for they sure. They would rejoice in that. But I mean, I think of the COVID situation. Um, um, I struggle with the idea of wearing a mask everywhere I go. I'll just be honest. Sure. But um, for instance, if I go into a store though, you know, I could say, you know what? I believe this is a bunch of baloney. I'm not going to wear a mask. But I know that puts fear in other people's hearts to see someone walking around without a mask. So I put on a mask because I know it, puts other people at ease. Mm. And so, but having that attitude in all things is so absolutely critical. Mm. You know, I think today of all days should be about putting our moms first and doing what we can to help them understand how much we love them and appreciate them. How much, you know, for me, it's to make sure my wife understands how much I appreciate the mother that she's been to our, our girls and now to our, our grandbabies. And, you know, I couldn't ask for a better 
mom. And, you know, as we wrap up um, and on this very special day, I think it's absolutely critical for us to think about these things, wisdom, truth, and how they can help our moms to rejoice in who we are. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, praise God. So our hope and our prayer for you today is that you can make sure that you're connecting with others so that you can grow in the truth and the wisdom that we all need to cause our mothers to rejoice. So if you now just pray with us as we uh, move on to wrapping up our service today and just want to go out and celebrate with the moms in our lives. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you so very much for loving us enough to give us mothers, to allow us to see what it's like and the example it is to us of what your love is for us, Father. We just thank you for the moms in our lives. We pray for those who want to be a mom and and it just hasn't worked out yet, Lord. We pray for those who are new moms trying to figure it out. We pray for the moms who are working through uh, the lives of teenagers and adult children and what that means and how your role changes, Lord. We pray for all moms today that they just understand how much we love them and how much we do want to please them. And through doing so, Lord, that we please you in all things. We're just so very thankful for the moms in our lives and how you've allowed us to learn and grow under them. Let us all have a wonderful week and a wonderful day. In your son's holy and personal name I pray, amen.